Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Good morning. Look at that, all four of us. Yeah. Yeah, I was been so long, I almost said welcome to the Bose Cafe. I mean, yes. Well, that's from five years ago. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, yeah, but welcome. Welcome back to everyone. We're still in the uh, the Kieran Parents here. Almost finished. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty soon we're going to um, be talking a little bit more about the Heart of Man movie that's coming out in September. Well, that's going to be just as we finish this. We'll yeah. go into that. This that's beautiful. right. Excellent. Yeah. Can't wait for that movie, September 14. So we are in episode nine. And uh, if you happen to have a book, it is on page 104 that that starts. And they're... Uh, Finishing up their vacation, they're kind of on the back leg, headed home, but they're going to go to one more place, and they turn on the podcast, and I'm going to read from page uh, 104. So, they then stop at Shatt's Bakery, where they order sandwiches and pastries for a day trip out to Convict Lake, 10 miles south of town. Almost instinctually now, Sarah turns on the podcast. There's time for at least part one. So, how do parents teach their children how to make healthy decisions? It is never passed on without intention. But many of us have never really thought through how and why we have made the decisions we chose. Hmm. We're unequipped to guide our kids into a process of healthy decisions we have never learned ourselves. We can be unwilling to let our kids know about the failures in our past because we are afraid our vulnerability will give them the wrong kind of permission. But in doing this, we remain unknown to our children. Hmm. When we remain unknown, we leave them alone in their decision-making. And they become vulnerable to repeating the same wrong choices we made. Mm. As a bad substitute, many of us replace relational vulnerability with impersonal behavioral technique, hoping it will do the job. But our kids smell it. They know they are being managed, not parented. Without the gift of our vulnerability, they are forced to learn to make decisions on their own. But they don't have the maturity to understand a basis for their choices. Then, when they do choose poorly, parents often dole out punishment for their wrong choices. It is a vicious cycle. No direction to help them into right choices and punishment for the inevitable wrong choices. But wait, there is a way off this tilt-a-whirl. This script can be wonderfully and vitally rewritten in this generation. The issues affecting the process of our decision-making are rooted in our motives and values. A motive is our basic drive or goal in life. Our motives establish our values. Then all of our actions come out of those values. So as parents, we want to help our kids find their way back to the starting place of motive, because motive reveals the deep, honest attitude of my heart. We want to help our children get in touch with the honest attitude of their hearts, which ultimately releases the behaviors. When you tell your life story or pieces of it to your kids, you teach your evaluation of the consequences of your choices. Instead of them only vaguely knowing their parents did this or that back sometime in the past, you get to be the one who tells them what really happened and how it affected you and those around you. You get to protect them by giving them an example of what they're facing now, but with your evaluation of the consequences. So you are letting them see your heart's motivation for why you did what you did. And this allows them a window into their own motivations. Mm. Hmm. Wow. There's some words. So what do you think of when you think of stories in your own lives that you have shared with 
your kids. Maybe maybe things that went well, yeah. maybe consequences that and choices that didn't go well. You know, uh, even as David was reading this, I don't think there's an age too soon where kids at bedtime laying down in bed together could start hearing some version of those stories. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be a great gift yeah. <laughs> all the way through for for you to know what your kids are going through and relive your own consequences, your own evaluation of the things you did right and wrong um, as an adult that play into their mm. stories. What a, what a, and, and of course the fear is there that, that we read about that we're afraid that we're giving them permission to do the very thing. But we know better when we've done that. It has never caused that. It is instead said, I trust you, and I think you just gave me a way home, Dad or mm-hmm. Mom. So I almost feel like in Baton Rouge, get ready, everybody. This is what we're going to read the first thing, maybe, mm-hmm. because it's so powerful what we're reading right here. Yeah. Sometimes the benefit's not as uh, uh, maybe right in front of your face because my kids will now say, Dad, are you going to tell me another one of your stories? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that applies. But it, it will. And I think it's exactly and they love it, though. what you said. I hope. I don't know if they do, but they at least know that I'm willing to talk about it. And that will bear fruit yeah. in time. Yeah. Yeah. I think also in those stories is to let our children know who was affected. Yeah. And, 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 and the good stories, who affected you? Right. In other words, who was that influence in your life that made a difference in a positive and negative way? Because mm-hmm. um, children uh, do love our stories. Yeah. Um, Grace and I, because we have grandchildren that are now adults, but even when they were growing up, I was very intentional. So was Grace. Sit down with our grandkids and just tell stories. And, and they, they get to know you through story. Not your teacher in Tucson with the green pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the green shirt and the red yeah, hair. Yeah. But, but, Ooh. yeah, exactly. You know, as I, as we read this section again, it's like uh, repeating a thousand times. If I'm not willing to get in touch with why I did what I did, I'll never do anything with my children's heart. All I'll ever do is train their behavior. And you know That's what else? All I'll ever do, Bill, yeah. is is that it also reminds us that when we were in that situation, that it was really actually hard, not just to like, oh, just make the right choice. Like we we so simplify sometimes for our kids. Like, well, you're just supposed to be a better kid. Just make yeah. the right choice. And mm-hmm. we get back in touch with, oh yeah, I really wanted to hurt that person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and the damage that you can do, and we talk about it in here, where all you have is success stories. Your, your kids just go, well, obviously you grew up in a world that I do not know because not all mine are success stories. So, yeah. so I'm a failure and I'll, I can never tell my dad what I did because apparently he never did do wrong. Uh, so, so the beauty of being able to tell the mm. su- successes yeah. and the failures mm. is huge. It says in this one paragraph that you read, David, without the gift of our vulnerability, they are forced to learn to make decisions on their own. And and then it says, but they don't have the maturity to understand a basis for their choices. Then when they do choose poorly, parents yeah. often dole out punishment yeah. for the wrong choices. It's for them a vicious cycle. 
no direction to help them into right choices and punishment for the inevitable wrong choices. Hmm. Part of my story as a child was my parents. Honestly, I don't even know anything about my parents. Hmm. And, and my parents were not ever guiding me into right choices, nor were they even guiding me out of wrong choices. It was just an amazing neglect hmm. dynamic. So, so it's like, wow, choosing to be vulnerable with my kids. The question becomes then, do your children know you? Are you afraid to be known? That's what this whole book is about. It's about the maturity of the parent. If I'm afraid to be known, there are consequences in my children's lives. Yeah. Yeah, I think about it. Um, <clears throat> one time when I was talking with Chad about uh, just delayed gratification issues, and he, he was a skateboarder. He loved skating. And I was not much of one, but that was because I had had casts uh, during junior high and high school for a knee disease. And so I, I just, I missed a window to learn. And I remember getting a cast off after two months and uh, wanting to skate so much. Mm -hmm. And my mom and my brother saying, you know, stay off the skateboard. Well, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't trust them with it. So I, I was at the neighbors and I hadn't, been on a skateboard for a long time. It was level. I got on there and I flipped right off mm. and bent my knee back mm. all the way and started over mm. worse than it was mm. before the cast was on. Oh. And the consequence of, of that caused me not to be able to go into sports. sports. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think, man, uh, learn to at least trust a little, you know, your siblings or your, your friends who have more wisdom and uh, less uh, angst. I just had to get on that skateboard, and I paid for it. And a lot of people paid for it. Yeah. Those stories are so important. And I think another thing that happens is as parents, we are a little bit concerned about once we start telling our stories to have to refeel what we felt. And we might then realize that we don't like all the ways that we now currently feel. Yeah. And so to be honest with your stories means to have to be – to have to re-enter in with Jesus about the pain. And that is, when you talk about sacrificing as a parent, part of it is mm. is going back mm. into those places of insecurity or inferiority mm. that are even today's issues. And there's no better thing than to bring those to Jesus, but there's also no worse thing than to have to go yeah. back into those waters when you've been intentionally staying out and feeling pretty good about life. Yeah, mm. uh, So right. sometimes you've got to walk into some places that are, they're for you, but the reason that you're doing them is not for you. But you realize, I'm going to hurt. Yeah. Ouch, this is going <clears> to. <throat> so. and, you, and you always know when you've done too much, when your kids look at you with yeah, that stare. Right. Goes, Are we done? Not yet. This was about you. This is about you. And <laughs> yeah. Glad I could help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever it's helpful again, we'll come back and do this, Dad. <laughs> if you want to go on a drive again. <laughs> uh, just, we're more than happy. Uh, I'll buy you some ice cream. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. Help you feel better even yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one of the upsides of, of realizing that you're going to uh, tell stories and sometimes you're going to tell too many and sometimes many times we tell too little is that we we are forced in the best of ways to reflect on our lives 
and why we did what we did in ways that we might uh, otherwise even think about our lives. Uh, that's just one of the great benefits of telling stories yeah. is to you, – you get back to the motive issue again. Why did I do what I did? Yeah. And that's where you get to touch the heart. Amen. You, you know, it's interesting. Real quickly, my dad, it was not that he was neglectful. He just didn't know how. Mm. The, the, nobody taught him. Yeah, right. And here, he, he knew he was supposed to give the birds and bees talk. He did it. Weak job with that. <laughs> but, but he just didn't know. What does a man talk to his son about? Yeah. And so I think this is a great, great vehicle for all of us who, who may not have had any teaching. This gives us that model. Yeah. I mm. think. I agree. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for being with us on the True Face Podcast.